of backwards. I feel like this is coming from a place as well that if you are disabled, you are not seen as a sexual person, you don't consume sex. And one of the things that I always encounter from the people I, I meet from my work with people, disabled people, how do I masturbate? You know, I cannot reach my penis or, you know, how do I give pleasure I, if I actually cannot feel from my waist down or this normal, I feel like I want to, to provide this other side of life that my friends in the school are talking about or my friends in the school are experiencing. But nobody is teaching me. Nobody's coming to talk to me to say like, hey, it's normal for you to masturbate if you want. And mostly for girls, right? If you have noticed this thing all around uh, social media and, and it's more out there now, women do masturbate. You know, there are dildos now everywhere and people are trying to normalize it. But when I was growing up, if you talk about masturbation with a friend, it was like you were the weirdo, right? Yeah. So you physically sometimes cannot provide that self-pleasure to yourself. And you have so many questions. It's an age where you have so many questions and you happen to be disabled, you know? So nobody wants to come to, to their kids and talk about sex, something that most parents dread. Well, imagine how much parents of disabled kids dread that. You don't want to go to your disabled... Sometimes they don't even think about it. You know, they, mm -hmm. you, you're just seen as this person that is a sexual. Is, and there is nothing wrong. If, if you don't have the need for sex or, or the one for sex, you're, or you're not curious at, at, at all, is, you, are not, you don't have a problem. You're not wrong. But if you do, it is time for you to speak up. You know, if you see your peers at school getting, talking about getting involved and say, hey, you know, do you have any ideas, right? Yeah. And I was just going to say that social media has been such a great resource as bad as it can be too at the same time i think having the internet has definitely opened a lot of doors for for people with disabilities just because you can find very specific things usually of mm -hmm. what you need and i mean personally i'm i'm thankful for the internet just because there are questions that you know i don't want to even ask anyone but i don't want to ask because they don't have the same experience as i do so i I'm thankful that the internet has connected me with so many people that, you know, that have these questions. You just can't ask just anyone because they won't understand the whole, you know, limited mobility or how do you reach certain places or how do you like provide pleasure to someone else if you just can't, uh -huh. you know, bend your arm or like get into a certain position. Yeah, exactly. And it is very real. And, and talking, going back a little bit to, to what we were saying about this easy place, easy, easy Brandon, easy Misha, come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, it's part of the experience, right? It, it's part of like, if nobody's expecting anything, if there is no strings attached, I can figure out as I go. That yes. I, I don't need to yes. kneel, you know, I don't need to be on top. I don't need to wonk the person in a specific way. And I think my first time, uh, it was with a guy that was uh, older. I was 17, 16, 17, and he was 21. And he was this cool guy in this uh, adventure sport. I don't know, I just, we met, he was the brother of my brother's girlfriend. Weekly, we dated here in, in the city for a little while and then he went back and he always referred to me like the little girl that he didn't want to screw up. 
you know, like the little girl that it, he didn't want to break my heart because I was too kind of delicate or fragile. Delicate, yeah, delicate. Okay. Like, and but for him, I was completely different. Uh, I really wanted him to be my first time. I, I, it was something that I wanted, but it happened. I was, it was my first time. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I kind of had an idea, but I never had like the whole experience. I had had some like play arounds. The next morning, he said to me like, "It was really, it, it, it was good. You just needed to open your legs more." Mm-hmm. And I went into, oh my God, I just couldn't open. I couldn't physically open my legs more. I'm on a sack of this. You know, I'm on a sack of this for the rest of my life. And then he, I came back to Lima and he broke up with me. He said, like, people are telling me that I'm, I am breaking the little girl. I was heartbroken. But that day after my first time hearing you needed to open your legs more, it stayed in my head for a long time. And then I realized that it was, after I gained more experience, I was like, it was just a horrible, horrible sexual in- encounter. There was no chemistry, you know, nothing, nothing. And it wasn't my fault. It wasn't his fault. It was just, we were nervous. You know, I realized that he, he had a lot of growing to do. And it wasn't that my legs didn't open. I was just like so nervous, so tight, so like in my yeah. head that it was just like, it wasn't free, right? And I gained that with with experience. But do you imagine if if he had told someone that didn't have that outgoing spirit that I do? That person might have really, really a lot of trouble after that. Yeah. So that's really interesting that you, you talk about how it's literally just the chemistry and it wasn't like the physicality of like disability at all. Because that was always my worst fear that it would be my disability that would be the root of the other person not liking me or desiring me in the way that I like I would hope to be in whatever circumstance that I'm in and that's kind of funny because my first time is kind of similar but a little different I mean admittedly I was on Grindr so (laughs) I I found a a random person and we can talk about this in a in our other episode of online dating but just a a quick a quick summary of it found a random guy he came over and it was so weird because not that I was tense or like afraid to do anything it was more of like I didn't really speak up it was just like I was letting him figure everything out with me and I never asked for feedback afterward (laughs) I was just more of just like I just need to go through it and then never talk to him again ever (laughs) but I wish I asked for feedback. You know, I never really thought about that at that time of just like, okay, so maybe that would have been good for me to understand how to navigate like future situations. I I know that a lot of people, like they always want their first times to be special. I think for me, I was always dreading it. And I was just like, I just need to get it over with and just like, just do it. (laughs) I was just like, "Uh, let me just get someone random that I'll never see again. Or I hope I'll never see him again. It's totally valid. It's totally valid. I remember I remember before this guy, like while I was dating this guy, I was like, what if I just get it over with? Like I have my first time with any random person, right? Like like any of my exes that had wanted me to before. And I just get it out of the way. So I released the tension with this guy and then 
just go for it with this guy, right? But it didn't happen that way. But it was in my head, you know? And I think, I wonder how many people go through that of just getting over done with, you know, just... I think for me, though, I was more of a late bloomer because, like, it wasn't until my 20s that I experienced that because, like, I was scared of, like, up until high school. So... I know a lot of my friends or like anyone that I talk to, they're like, oh yeah, I lost it like in high school or like early college, but it wasn't a little bit later for me that I like actually had the guts to, to actually get Uh that experience. So I think that's why I was so eager to like, just get it over with. It was more of like a mission for me. And now that I think about it, I'm just like, I wish it wasn't a mission. I wish... I had like chemistry there, but I mean, things happen for a reason. Believe me, the stories I've heard about people first time, normally even there is there is a lot of chemistry there. It just disappears for the first time. Like even if the other person has like a lot of experience, one of you is really nervous and it just gets in the way, right? It just gets in the way. It does. And I'm happy, though, with my decision. I'm trying to to be very happy with all the decisions I make for me to just move forward. In, in my case, it's just not, like, pointed to anyone or this is not a recommendation. <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, I think that was necessary because I personally wanted to get over my fear of experiencing intimacy and just moving forward, knowing that it was possible, even if I had a disability. And that has always, like, stayed with me. Did you have like these fears, like how I'm gonna get undressed, or because I don't know how easily you get dressed or undressed, but for me, like taking if I'm wearing like two tight trousers, it should take me like 20 minutes just to get my pants off. Yeah, and it's like even the thought of like, oh my god, I have to be wearing the right clothes, so if I get, need to get naked, you know? I'm so glad you said that though, because that's what I have to think about sometimes. And wow, this is like a perfect discussion because having a disability, you always have to think about things like 10 steps ahead before you actually get there at least for me no for me too and I bet it's, oh, okay. it's, it's for most people with a disability like a disability that you struggle with a little bit you know into doing things it takes you longer I think most people are like even just go to bar <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but um for me I I got to a point where I was independent enough to take off whatever or like put on my clothes and like tie my own shoes again I'm talking to my own my own disability and like what I can do like it's been many years until like I've come to learn how to do most things by myself or independently when I moved out of my parents house I had to figure out how to do all of those things by myself because I had to go to work every day and I had a commute so I eventually got to a point where I was comfortable doing my own thing so when that time came um with my first time i was comfortable for at least that step but at the same time i also wore like sweatpants or something easy just like that was like a slip on a slip off type of deal but you know i at the same time i want to also be spontaneous too which can also be really difficult again if i'm on a date i'm also thinking about okay what can i wear that is still nice 
it's not like sweatpants or something, but um, something that I can still like easily take off in my degree of like independence. Yeah. I have realized something after experiencing a little bit more. I took that into my my advantage. I have realized how much people like to get other people naked. I just got like take my shirt off, right? And they they are loving the situation. It's like, <laughs> but it took me a while to realize. It took me, and it's just experiencing, right? It's just going through that just going past the fear yeah and i agree with you on that because um after having a couple of experiences i i also figured that out too where i'm just like okay if you want it (laughs) unwrap it Yeah, it's fantastic. Hey, Brando, I really gotta go now. I'm I'm waiting. At, someone is waiting for me. You mind if we keep on talking about this? Call me tomorrow. Okay, perfect. We'll do that. See you All tomorrow. Right. See you tomorrow. Bye.